to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, we chat with small business owners where we discuss their journeys, perspectives, their pieces of advice, and sometimes I do solo episodes to share what's been on my mind. Now with me today is Ryan, the co-founder and co-owner of Simples. They're located in the Twin Cities area and deliver homemade, sustainable foods made with all local ingredients. They're definitely a market differentiator in this space, and Ryan dives into their journey and pivots they had to make since 2014 when they started on this on this journey for Simples, and he dives into all of that on this episode. So be sure to check out Simples, but before we hear from Ryan, of course, would love if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcast app and on Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the social medias, you can find us at Virtual Coffee Podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, and I know you'll enjoy this episode with Ryan. So let's dive in and learn more about Simples. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, looking forward to our conversation. So let's dive right in. Uh, Introduce yourself to our audience and, of course, a bit about your business, Simples. Yeah, so I'm Ryan Rosenthal, co-founder and uh, co-CEO at Simples. And we are uh, selling easy, delicious, sustainable foods that get delivered to your door. So we sell on our website. We make the food ourselves from scratch in our kitchen with an awesome team of chefs and they're all prepared foods. So they're super easy at home for you to just grab out of your freezer. And we are really focused on sustainability and making our foods with better for you ingredients. So better for you, better for the planet and have been working on it since 2014. So it's been an interesting journey to get to this point. Um, but really, really excited about what's to come, um, not just for our business, but for, for food in general. I think we've all got a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. And where did the idea for Simples come from way back in 2014 or maybe even earlier? What kind of sparked the idea for it? Yeah, so interestingly, at the time, I actually out of college, I... I went to work at General Mills, so kind of the opposite end of the food mm. spectrum. I uh, worked in supply chain there. I did. I learned a ton. You know, I did really enjoy my time working there. But as I got a few years out of school, I was really starting to think about what I got up to go do every day and mm. just wasn't quite feeling as motivated as I thought I should be in my career at that point. And, and I think a lot of that came back to just feeling like really wanted to make positive contributions at my work every day. And, and that coincided with this idea of getting really interested in local organic, sustainable foods. And I was really getting pretty deep into where our food comes from and what I was actually purchasing when I went to the grocery store. And so Mike, my co-founder, and I were actually living together in Minneapolis at the time. We had moved back from working in other parts of the country for a couple of years and just started riffing on that issue of, of why why can't quick foods be delicious, wholesome, and sta- sustainable? There's mm-hmm. always a trade-off when you need a quick meal. And 
we felt there shouldn't be. So then that started us down the path of creating business plan. Yeah, I always appreciate when people realize what their their personal why is and they either realize, oh, my current job fulfills that, that's great, or, oh, I need to pivot to something else. And I just always love when people have that realization and are able to pivot to something that sounds like, you know, Simples for you does fulfill your why and and makes you personally happy as well, as well as your consumers, of course, right? And and contributing positively to the world. So I always love when people have those pivot stories. Yeah, absolutely. And how does Simples kind of differ from potentially other offerings out there in the marketplace? Sounds like sustainability is probably a big one, um, but help paint the picture of why Simples stands out, why it's a differentiator. Yeah, I mean, so we start with easy, you know, we're trying to make it as easy as possible. So that means, you know, we're delivering to your door, the food's prepared. So really, all you're doing is reheating it at home. And it's 10 to 20 minutes of kind Mm -hmm. of unmonitored time to get it ready to eat. And then on top of that, we, we have just an incredible team of chefs. So, you know, we're really thinking of the starting point um, from creating foods to be delicious and then we kind of work backwards into how to bring that to reality but you know these are foods that you're not going to find the quality level in a grocery store so Mm -hmm. just you know we can talk more about the, the product specifically but the pizza that we make is is like none other you'd find in the frozen grocery aisle so it's like going to the best wood fired pizzeria out for dinner only it's in your freezer at home and then we are layering on sustainability so you know we work a lot directly with growers and and because of those relationships we have we are able to really elevate the quality and sustainability of what's actually going into the food excellent yeah so it sounds like the the quality of your food and then also it's the gets delivered and you just heat it up there's really no preparation or cooking, if you will, required by the the person consuming the food. Absolutely. And and that's really the goal of kind of what I was talking about earlier of how we started on the journey is let's get rid of the trade-offs. I mean, right. when you need to eat something quickly, and especially if you have a family, families are super busy, you know, it should be delicious. It should be wholesome for your family and it should contribute positively to the food system and the planet rather than being kind of a an extractive type thing that's kind of the norm for our food system. Right. Yeah, I am totally behind that. I mean, even our household is just myself, my husband, and of course, our two dogs. But, um, you know, (laughs) work has been really busy these past few weeks. And the last thing I want to do is cook dinner at, you know, 6, 7 p.m. And then our options are, I always want something on the healthier side, but what are our options for a quick meal, right? Even when you go and get sushi for takeout or something, I mean, that's, it's never that quick. You know, it's a 20 minute drive, yada, yada, yada. So I'm totally behind this, this concept. I love it. I think it solves a lot of people's pain points in their busy lives. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, it, for Mike and I, it's, we've always shared that same, same issue that, that mm-hmm. you're talking about. Would love to dive into some of your offerings, uh, whether you want to give some examples of the foods you guys provide or even how folks can buy some of your products. Is there a subscription? Can you just buy one-off products? Kind of dive into those logistics. 
Yeah, so as of right now, we uh, sell our products in the Twin Cities metro in Minnesota, and uh, we're delivering to um, the inner cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, as well as the suburbs. So it's a pretty large delivery area. If you are in the Twin Cities, we deliver within two days of your order, but you can schedule a date. So kind of whenever it works in your schedule to have it show up at your door. And you can shop, you can place just one-off orders. So you can just hop on the site right now, put stuff in your cart and buy. Um, but we do have a subscription as well where you can save 10% and there's free delivery. So uh, you can choose to get it every, you know, every week up to once a month. So that's really easy for people. And then the products are two primary things right now are soup and pizza. And mm. so soup was the thing we actually started with. And um, that's scratch made. So that, and all the way down to the veggie stock, everything everything comes in as an in an ingredient form for us. Um, and and then we make it all. Wow. And we're using 70% organic ingredients as a minimum. There's nothing artificial in our list, so you'll only see whole food, uh, whole foods listed in the ingredient deck. And then we're working more and more with regenerative growers. So I'm not sure if everyone on here will have heard of regenerative agriculture yet, but it's really an exciting and expanding area of of how we grow food and the concept being that we can grow foods in a way that restores our soil and really helps create a mm -hmm. biodiverse resilient food supply chain that's you know healthier for people and for for our planet examples would be thousand hills beef here so we're working with them and they supply a lot of our beef but also some pork we also just launched a miso soup with Kernza in it. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and Kernza, Kernza is a perennial grain that sequesters carbon and puts it in the soil. And so it's really helping address some of the climate issues that we are going to be facing in the near future. So our pizzas, yeah. I talked a little bit about earlier, but what makes them so great, they're hand-tossed crust. It's 100% naturally leavened, and we make it with organic heritage wheat, so it can be easier for some people to digest. And then uh, scratch-made sauces and all kinds of fun and adventurous toppings as well. That's awesome. Everything sounds so delicious, and it's currently lunchtime here in Raleigh, so now I'm, I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how it really sounds like you guys incorporate your mission, that sustainability, working with local farmers, uh, local ingredients, like that is clearly just so woven into every aspect of your business, right? It's not just what you say when you introduce your business, you're actually showing how you act on that mission and vision, which is incredible. Clearly, you guys have a really strong why behind Simples. I kind of want to jump to future state because my questions around that are, would you guys ever open a re like a local restaurant or how do you scale simples have you looked into that is that part of your your goals to start to expand to other areas 100 percent. yeah we have we've got a big vision for where we can take this mm -hmm. um and really the driver behind that is that we want to be a part of scaling you know this different way of how we grow food and mm -hmm. um you know this organic and regenerative food system we'd like that to be the norm 
and as a result of being the norm and scale that it's accessible to everyone, not just people that have higher incomes. And so that's why, you know, we're pursuing a bigger vision. And so the next step for us is we are going to just stay in the Twin Cities for another year, probably working on continuing to add more options to our platform. But we certainly have in our line of sight uh, moving into other metros in the relatively near fit future here. We intend to continue delivering it ourselves and part of that is is because of sustainability again. We're you know, not a big fan of all the packaging waste associated mm -hmm. with e-commerce and the primary option for us actually for when we bring food to the doorstep is that people will leave coolers out. Ah, and so, yeah. so, you know, we just bring the food and drop it in someone's cooler and that's, you know, there's no cardboard, there's no insulation. So yeah, excited about that, but we will, we'll definitely be staying kind of in metro areas moving forward. Yeah, no, that sounds very interesting. So if you were to expand to other areas, it sounds like you would also expand and hire chefs or what have you in that area so that to your point, you can have that very local delivery versus everything is made where you currently are and then it's shipped through FedEx, the mail, UPS, etc. Is that it, right? Like you'd almost have like right these local chefs kind of in each area? Definitely. And in, in terms of cool. and especially relating to sustainability, you know, thinking about mm -hmm. how how can food supply chains be more localized? less moving of foods around the country and thinking more about what's grown in each area and and how that can be you know more in front of of people that are i guess consuming things from you know people and growers that surround them yeah very cool definitely a differentiator in this space because you guys have that local piece of your business and the sustainability piece and not just Let's mass produce food in one location and then ship across the country, which I think is a very innovative idea. So that's excellent. Looking forward to to your expansion and continuing to follow your journey. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Well, want to dive into, you know, looking back since you guys started way back when, what were some of the highlights or biggest challenges, just kind of those moments that stand out in this journey that upon reflection you think might help others who are starting their own business or who are in the food industry, just any of those major milestones that you've accomplished over, over the years, what, what comes to mind there when you reflect on your journey? Oh man. I mean, <laughs> it, it's a never ending, never ending mm -hmm. source of new um, problems, you know, but in a good way, I mean, right. You're yeah. Like, that's your job is to solve problems every day and figure out, how to bring your vision to reality with your team. So I think one of the craziest parts of our journey is that we actually launched our business as a brick and mortar concept of fresh wow. food. Okay. And so that was in 2014 when we were writing that original business plan. I talked about we were creating these little convenience markets that were, you know, had the same food value proposition. So uh, local, sustainable, better for you foods, but it was in a fresh format. So you could think about salads and sandwiches and, and soups and kind of yeah. like going to, uh, you know, if you went into a grocery store and walked into their prepared food section, 
-hmm. That's what these little mini marts look like. So we had grown to three stores in Minneapolis and then that was, then the pandemic happened and we had to completely change our business model because the commuting ended. And unfortunately where our locations were located, they were almost exclusively commuter driven. And so in a matter of a week, we went to zero dollars in sales, literally. Wow. Wow. Which was obviously very chaotic, but yeah. out of that. <laughs> <I can't imagine. laughs> yeah. And it, it was not a fun experience. I mean, mm-hmm. really challenging, you know, it had a huge negative impact on our staff and and all of working through that was really hard, but it, it did give us this new opportunity and you know we it was born out of just trying to get cash out of our inventory we repackaged Mm -hmm. what was formerly food service soup size bags into little deli courts and froze them and put up a quick shoppable website and here we are and so we exited that model and created this new model and that came out of a time that was just it really kind of looked like the end for us Mm -hmm. at that point but we found a new way and then our team you know was resilient enough and cared enough about what we're doing to rebuild it you never know what kinds of major hurdles you're going to run into and you you Mm -hmm. just seemingly can never predict that what you're going to run into either i mean i could have never dreamed this is where we'd end up but here we are. You just keep keep going each day and try to take, you know, more steps forward than you do backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Again, the ability to pivot there, right? There were, of course, so many businesses that unfortunately had to shut down due to the pandemic for the reasons you just explained. But that's incredible that you were able to pivot, which seems like quite quickly as well, to a very successful model. Would you guys ever go back to those shops, do you think? Not in the same format. Mm-hmm. Definitely not going to rule out, you know, what the future could look like in terms sure. of some type of store presence and or partnership. But yeah, not, definitely not in the fresh food format that we were working on earlier. Yeah. Going to stay focused on our frozen prepared foods. That's fair. I think that makes sense. Do you personally have any... I know you you first worked at General Mills, so some experience there, but experience with running your own business or even in the food industry, because I know running your own business in that industry in particular can be quite tricky with all the regulations. Um, How is that learning curve? Did you have any prior experience, any tips and tricks for tackling a new industry like that? Well, I think, okay, so I'll start with experience really didn't have much. And I think okay. that's part of why we actually did it. It's just mm-hmm. being, you know, pretty naive about what it would entail. So, you know, my experience prior to that, prior to General Mills was just internships and in big companies and then running my own lawn and landscaping business oh, when okay. I was in high school. So that was the extent of my of my entrepreneurial journey up until that point. And that was low scale neighborhood work to just to yeah. help pay for school. So uh, pay for college. So, but I think just, you know, there's never a perfect time and you're not going to know everything. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you 
just take the first step, that's the biggest deal. Um, and then you just have to be, you know, ready to dive in and be curious and learn and solve the problems. If you get to the point where you do feel completely prepared, you're probably not moving fast enough. Mm. That's kind of the way I think about it. Even still mm-hmm. now, if we're launching products, it's, you know, you're always not quite sure if you have everything right, but you just got to get it out into market and start learning. Yeah, I think that's a great perspective, great pieces of advice in there to one, just start, learn along the way. And to your point, if it's too comfortable, look into that. <laughs> like, why is it, why is it too comfortable? Why is it too easy? Yeah, I think that's a, a great, great piece of advice there for others, for anyone really, whether you have your own business or not. So who is on your team as of now? I'm more curious kind of what your day-to-day is like. Are you actually in the kitchen? Are you delivering the products or were you able to expand your team so that you're more on the strategy operation side? Uh, What does that look like? Yeah, we've definitely been fortunate to grow the team. So I do do work much less in the daily operations than I used to. Uh, it's it still definitely depends. There's a big asterisk there of <laughs> if we're really busy, I definitely end up in the kitchen or on delivery routes um, mm-hmm. from time to time. But that's also interesting. You know, you get to see kind of firsthand how things are working and experiencing it and seeing if there's anything that could use improvement. But um, normally my day is much more centered around, you know, what's next for us on a quarterly basis, but also further out than that and create setting the vision for our team and creating a culture that people want to be a part of and uh, making sure the business has the funding it needs. So that's more of much more of my work at this point. I center a lot of my daily operation work on brands, product and service. So kind of leading, mm-hmm. you know, those particular aspects on a daily basis with our team. Yeah. I mean, congratulations on expanding your team. And also I feel like congratulations on learning all those hats that you have to wear, right. And have worn over the years. I know that's definitely not, not easy, but I can't even imagine the skill set, skill sets, plural that you've gained throughout this journey is just incredible to me when people go from, I have this idea to years later, it's a successful business. And just thinking about everything you've learned about running a business, it's just incredible to me, like the amount you've you've taken on. Yeah, I mean, the learning curve is very steep Mm -hmm. and it's chock full of lots of mistakes that I wish I could do over again. But that's part of it. It's again, back to that idea of it's it's never going to be a perfect time and you're never going to know exactly what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. you just got to be ready to jump into it and make the mistakes. And really the key is, how do you come back from the mistake or what do you do differently next time? Exactly. How do you have that growth mindset and can recognize the mistake? Yep. Accept it, move on and and learn from it. Curious if simples is, you know, you're working on it nearly 24 seven. And I'm sure this fluctuates depending on, on the season or what's going on that week, or is it more like a nine classic nine to five now And either way, how do you kind of balance running your own business, which I'm sure it's really easy to work on that 24-7, you know, to have an idea in the middle of the night and want to work on it. How do you balance that with life, hobbies, friends, family, all all the other stuff besides the business? It's hard. 
I, it's something I'm still trying to learn because it does require a lot of time, especially when your expectations are high of what, you know, you and your team can do. But at the same time, I know that's something that I'm trying to push myself to be better at, which is that if you don't take time for yourself and time to recharge, you, you're probably not going to be able to bring your best performance to your team mm-hmm. and your business every day. So I find myself wanting to work on it all the time <laughs> because because <laughs> I really do love what we do. And so a lot of times working on projects, pushing stuff forward doesn't necessarily feel like work. But at the same time, you know, I have to be what I've learned and what I'm working on now is just trying to be much more intentional about scheduling exercise or time with my family and friends. Um, Otherwise, the work can just take over. So that's, you know, for me, I'm trying to be much more intentional about actually having a plan for all of the things outside of work. I like doing that too, of planning the personal things as well as work and business things. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with like intentionally setting that time for those hobbies, family, friends, what have you, um, like even putting it in your calendar, right? I I think that's a great strategy to try to balance that because then you can kind of look at your calendar and see, oh, wow, I've, you know, worked a lot today or, oh, I have a free time to do whatever I want. So yeah, I, I appreciate that strategy. I think it's a good one. <laughs> Definitely. You get you actually get some visibility into yeah. kind of the full, the full spectrum of things you have on your plate. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Ryan, for sharing your your perspectives and your journey. And the last question I end every episode with, it's probably the hardest one, is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? So, so far, what's kind of that first thing that pops into mind when I ask you what your proudest accomplishment is? And it can be related to simples or on a completely separate topic. Um, again, just kind of that first thing that comes to mind. I think it's the team that we have mm-hmm. You know, it's just really cool to think about that, you know, however many years ago before we started, this didn't exist. And the team we have are just incredibly talented people that are really passionate about creating a better food system. And, you know, I'm inspired working with them every day towards the shared vision we have. And it's just really fun to be a part of that team. And, And knowing that, you know, Mike and I, our kitchen table kind of, back of the napkin thought process turned into something real that's <laughs> yeah. um, that that's impacting you know people's lives each day yeah and again congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far and and will can accomplish in the future looking forward to following your journey and where can you know before we sign off where can people find you in simples social medias your website shout everything out so they can check you out yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our website is just simples.com, S-I-M-P-L-S.com. And then we have an Instagram and Facebook account, Eat Simples. And um, I'm also on LinkedIn. So if anyone wants to connect, just shoot me a message. Happy to you know have a discussion or see if there's any way I can help. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on Virtual Coffee, Ryan, and I hope everyone checks you out and Simples. And again, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. <laughs>